Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of evil. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. The Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 26 on page 370. Be thou my judge, O Lord, for I have walked innocently. My trust hath been also in the Lord, therefore shall I not fall. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try out my, my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is ever before mine eyes, and I will walk in thy truth. I have not dwelt with vain persons, neither will I have fellowship with the, with the, the deceitful. I have hated the congregation of the wicked, and will not sit among the ungodly. I will wash my hands in innocency, O Lord, and so will I go to thine altar. That I may show the voice of thanksgiving, and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, and the place where thine honor dwelleth. O oh, shut not up my soul with the sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty. In whose hands is wickedness, and their right hand is full of gifts. But as for me, I will walk innocently. O oh, deliver me, and be merciful unto me. My foot, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my foot standeth right. I will stand. I will praise the Lord in the congregation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of the book of Ezekiel. And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak to you. Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me, and set me on my feet, and I heard him who spoke to me. And he said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day.
for they are impudent and stubborn children. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. As for them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are a rebellious house, yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them, nor be afraid of their words, though briars and thorns are with you, and you dwell among scorpions. Do not be afraid of their words, or dismayed by their looks, though they are a rebellious house. You shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Now when I looked, there was a hand stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was on it. Then he spread it before me, and there was writing on the inside and on the outside, and written on it were lamentations and mourning and woe. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. And behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And at once some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven you? or to say, Arise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. Then as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And so it was, as Jesus sat at the table in the house, that, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. 
as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, they have light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, a holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. <clears throat> the Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee, by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, to put into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, but dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, 
and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our um, feast today, or our observance, is the Ember Days in in Lent, and the Ember Days, as we've discussed in our uh, gatherings in the morning, occur four times a year. They occur in the beginning of of Lent. Uh, they occur um, after Pentecost. They they occur mid Trinity season, and they occur in the beginning of Advent, or the third week of Advent, I should say. And they're set aside as the collect that, that we read uniquely for today says to to pray for the um, that the God will call uh, people to 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 holy orders to sacred ministry. Although in origin, um, the Ember Days were, as we have discussed, more about the renewal of the whole ministry of the church. And it's important to know we, we pray for an increase in vocations to sacred ministry that that's not really separated from the renewal of the whole church that that is to say when there's a vibrant when the church is a vibrant praying community um it tends to produce more people who have a vocation to holy orders uh, on the other hand when the, when there is uh you know a death you know a, a decaying spiritual life and not not much devotion you know you, you don't really have that many people stirred up uh, uh to 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 ministry in the midst of it and so, in a sense, that that the, the Ember Days are we, we when we ask God to put it in the hearts of many to offer themselves, we have to be a community, all of whom are offering ourselves to God in service and ministry, and out of that we get people who are called to lead. And our 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 tradition really is is in its history against what we might call clericalism, which is. The idea that the the priest is the authority who tells everyone what to do, or even that the bishop's authority tells everyone what to do, but that um, there's legitimate authority in the sacred ministry uh, that comes from, as as our lesson from Ezekiel suggests, the spirit of God upon the minister, and also Ezekiel eats the scroll of God's word, and in the spirit and in in the word of God, there's legitimate authority to to govern the congregation for its good. It's not though that that people don't have anything to do, you know, in, in the church and the and the and the leaders just tell them what to do, which is it comes from different traditions. It's not an Anglican tradition. Anglican tradition is a common rule of life that the whole community shares as we gather here you know, each day to 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 pray together. And there are certain leaders who 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 um who are called to lead in, in that context but the contributions of everybody is significant and we should note that the, the contours of personal and clerical renewal are are seen in the lesson from ezekiel where um god's god puts his spirit in him and gives him the word to eat and then he's he's set in the midst of a of a, a stubborn nation who's stiff-necked and ezekiel was called to minister to Israel in exile in Babylon. The exile community had been taken away to Babylon in exile, but they still weren't listening to the word of God. And Ezekiel was supposed to be in their midst to proclaim the word, even though they wouldn't like what he had to say. And yet he was supposed to be in the middle of them. And that's our vocation as Christians in the world to, to with the spirit that comes from our baptism and our confirmation 
and with our devotion to the scriptures to exist in the world um, living from the reference point of God's word and bearing witness in the in the world to uh, the presence of God um, and we'll get opposition but not let that opposition make us run away or make that opposition um, cause us to give up our commitment to God's word that's what in our systems theory language call, we call differentiation. We don't, we have opposition, we don't run away from it because we're afraid to stand up to conflict and we don't, um, we don't try to make it nice because we're afraid to stand up for the truth. It's that balance of being present and, and this is what we're all called to do in the midst of our, of our situations that, that we find ourselves in. And there's a connection with the New Testament lesson because just as the Spirit answers Ezekiel and he, is raised up on his feet. So in the New Testament lesson, the paralyzed man, his sins are forgiven, he rises and walks. And so by forgiveness and the gift of the Spirit, we rise and walk. And that's, of course, the metaphor for the Christian life, because in baptism, we die to sin, we rise with Christ. And throughout the New Testament, uh, it's talked about how we walk, we go to how we're supposed to walk in Christ, in the Spirit and not in the flesh. So it symbolizes this this uh, new way of life. And so lends the time for us, if we think about the Ember Days, to think about our renewal. And we said the second segment of our New Testament lesson where, where, Jesus, where Jesus says to Matthew, follow me, that's kind of the, um, the ongoing paradigm for prophetic followers of Christ in the midst of a contrary wor world, that we're, we, we pray in the Spirit, um, we listen for the word of God each day. Where, what's Jesus calling us to do? Where is he calling us to go? So we have to have a, a continual attentiveness to where, where am I being called? But in, in that um, sense of being in the spirit and listening to the voice of God and his word, we'll always have this, this, this it'll, be, it'll be some of what we're called, it will be attention with the world around us because the world's not going to receive the gospel or we're called not to run away from it but what's it look like to be faithful christians in the midst of of a, of a world that's hostile to it and what's that mean to be as a body of christ together that practices this faithfulness each of us listening for the voice of god for our lives which will have a kind of harmony because he won't tell one of us to do something that's contrary to what he'll tell someone else to do and that's where the where sort of ministry and apostolic leadership is essential in the unity of the church. Whenever we think, oh, God's calling me to do this, but uh, the scriptures don't say that, and nobody in the body of Christ with wisdom would tell me to do that, then I'm off on my own thing. I'm not really following Christ. I'm, I'm following what I think I want to do because I don't really want to hear the voice of God. So as he practices this vocation of faithfulness, obedience to the word and the spirit and accountability of the community, we grow we practice that differentiated presence where we bear witness to the world. And when that happens, more people are called to ministry because that, that, that stirs up the spirit. So um, as we think about Lent, you know, and, and the, in the Ember days, we can think about, you know, what, what is the voice during Lent of Jesus calling me to do, to do, each one of us to do in a new way? Where is he calling us to go? What does faithfulness look like in my life? And how maybe have we been listening more to the voice of, the anxious voice of the world, 
or, or running away from our vocation instead of listening to the word of God, the spirit of God, and determining what God is calling us to do and being faithful to that. So that's a, 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 a challenge for Lenten renewal. So a few thoughts about today's feast and lessons. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways done unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially praying for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Thank you. Um, thank you, Bishop Bye. Scarlett. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Bye. Bye. Bye.